anointing to flow through your body. We have got, I've got 10 of these tonight. I want to ask you, and, and, and this, is, this is how, do you know somebody that has been diagnosed with cancer? Does anybody in here know somebody? Is it not the same person? Come on up here. I want to give each one of you guys one of these. Anybody else knows? Come on up. Come on up. I think there, we, if we've got 10, you know, if we run out, we'll have some more. I want you to use this. Okay, well, then you use it. Here you go. Here you go. Bless you. Look at this. Wow. 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 We got, we got two more. We're good. I got, I got two more there. Two more. I actually, I actually have two more. Anybody else know of anybody else? That... Now, I've got one more. I got one left. Anybody? Who wants this? Come on. Margie, lay that under your husband's pillow. Amen. We get robbed with the with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. Amen. Many of you were given a letter tonight. Many of you were given a letter tonight. Don't read it while I'm preaching. Put that thing away. Read it when you get home. It's very serious. It's a supernatural thing of God, and we need your help. Turn to your neighbor and say, we need you. So we need you. I'm telling you, there, there is no time like the present time for us to be able to, to need you in the body of Christ at Living Word Fellowship Church in order to help God do what he needs to do. Amen? Let's pray tonight. Father, tonight, let this word do what it's planned and purposed to do. Let it heal, deliver, let it set free. Let it bring strength. Let it bring wisdom. Let it bring revelation. Let it bring joy. God, let it bring um, whatever conviction that has to take place within our lives. God, let it bring hope. Let it bring faith. Let it bring belief. God, let, let, let things in our lives begin to change. God, I ask that you will take this word, that you will anoint every vowel, every word that I speak forth, that you allow me to be able to, to break the chains of the enemy tonight. God, I ask your blessings now to be upon your people tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Somebody needs to turn to somebody and tell them to apply the pressure. Say that. Apply the pressure. Apply the pressure. How many of you know that sometimes when, when, you, when you get cut, if you don't have anything to do, they tell you to apply the pressure, to keep the pressure on that wound? How many of you realize that when you apply the pressure on that wound, something begins to happen? We need to continue to apply the pressure on the enemy. So I want to talk a little bit tonight about pressing on. I want you to keep the pressure on the enemy because things are about ready to break for you. Oh, no, you didn't hear me tonight. I said things are about ready to break for you. Come on. And who am I speaking to tonight? Who's going to get a hold of this thing tonight? You're going to have to continue to apply the pressure. I, I know that nothing just seems to happen in life. Studies show us that there are reasons why things happen. There's got to be a reason why he got the promotion and this person didn't get the promotion. 
There's got to be a reason why this guy got addicted and this guy is walking in holiness. There's got to be a reason why this guy went crazy and this guy over here is operating in peace. There's got to be a reason why this guy has riches and this guy is operating in poverty. There's got to be a reason why this guy is operating in perversion and this guy is operating in the righteousness and is set free from that thing in Jesus' name. So things happen for a reason. A lot of times we may look at it. Whether you sow to seed or somebody else sowed a seed somewhere in your generational line, we want you to know that somebody's been planting. Things are happening, and, and, and it just happens, just doesn't just happen. It's like, oh, there it is. It just happened. No, no. There's a reason why something happens. There's a reason. We have, we have uh, a principle in the word of, called, word of God called seed time and harvest. See, whether you sow to seed or somebody else sow to seed, there's good things that are fixing to happen. Say good things. See, you got to continue to apply the pressure. You know, some people will say, well, you know, they end up in hell. And it's like, you know, I don't know why I'm here in hell. And, and it's like, guess what? They're there because there were certain things that God spoke to them about that they didn't pay attention to. They refused the word of God when the word of God was spoken to them. Are you with me? They, they began to, 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 to put their concerns and their agendas above what God has. I mean, God's not going to just say, oh, I didn't know you were in hell. So, you know, I guess what are you doing there? There are things that will show up that will be very clear to God on who you're putting first and who you're not putting first. Hello? In other words, there's records that will show us. Somebody just doesn't accidentally drive down the wrong side of the road and all of a sudden see, ooh, I wonder how I ended up getting in an accident. Come on. So you, you better not dare say that God put you through this. Don't say that God put you through it. Don't, 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 don't say that God put me in the middle of hell because God is a good God. Come on. All good things come from God. Say that. Good things come from God. In the midst of what you're, what's going on, you have to realize that maybe you made some choices that got you there. Me being in heaven is going to be a, a choice that I make. Are you with me? It's going to be seed that I sow throughout my life that continue to bring forth a harvest. So tonight, I want you to listen to me. Not sowing is sowing. Not sowing is sowing. Everything else is just an excuse, just talk, just the waste of time. Everything is a result of seed time and harvest. Everything is a result of seed time time and harvest. Everything is a result. The kingdom of God's system is greater than any excuses you have. You can make excuse after excuse after excuse, and it's not going to fly in the kingdom of heaven. Come on, somebody. So we've been learning about how to walk in the things of God. We've been understanding our God's plan for our lives. We've been saying who we are in Christ and how we're able to, to rise up and have dominion and authority over the enemy. We've got to the point where we got to begin to recognize that in the beginning, God, he took Adam, and the things that he set forth with Adam is everlasting. Everlasting. He said, Adam, you're going to have authority. He gave Adam authority. Say authority. 
And that same authority Jesus got back at the cross. And that same authority you have got today. You have authority if you'll operate in the authority that God has given you. Say authority. Now, he also gave Adam seed. He also gave him seed, seed to sow. I mean, why would God give Adam authority, and why would God give Adam seed if he didn't want to sow it? Because there are some tremendous things that as you begin to, to understand the word of God, that he not only gave him authority, he gave him seed because that seed would produce a harvest, and that harvest would bring righteousness. Come on, somebody. And that, and that he wouldn't have to bow down to anybody else. How many of you know you don't have to bow down to the devil here tonight? You don't have to bow down to the devil here tonight. See, with authority and the seed, you know, you can take somebody that doesn't like you and with authority and seed and you can turn them to the things of God. Come on, somebody. Somebody will say, you know, I don't know, I don't like church, but you can give away a box of food and they can say, oh, I kind of like church now. Come on, somebody. You know, with authority and seed, you can do many things for the kingdom of God. So tonight I want to talk about press on. Can we talk about that? Because we need to press on. I'm going to show you biblically where we're going to look at, but we need to press on. See, I'm not talking about just money seed. The Bible says, if you want a friend, show yourself friendly. You can be a friend to somebody, and that's sowing a seed to somebody. You be their friend, and guess what? You'll have friends. Oh, come on, somebody. See, it's seed time and harvest. Get this. Can, can we put this up? What you haven't given out, you cannot expect for it to come to you. What you haven't given out, you can't expect it to come in. We're looking for a harvest to come in, but if you don't sow a seed, you won't get a a farmer's not going to get a tractor and sit on his tractor and say, okay, let's go, let's go uh, harvest the corn if there was no seed put in the ground. Hello? It's seed time and harvest. Say seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. It's seed time and harvest. If you say, hey, the corn's ready, then somebody sowed the seed of corn. If we expect love, guess what we should if you expect forgiveness, guess what you should sow a seed of? Oh, come on, somebody. You expect mercy, then you need to sow a seed of. Are you with me? It's seed time and harvest. You know, how come a husband or a wife won't change? Maybe you need to change first. Maybe you sow a seed of change, and then all of a sudden things will begin to change. Oh, can, is anybody hearing me tonight? See, when we begin to look at this, we don't realize how important this is. Obviously, we got to know something about going from, from a, a house to a mansion. Obviously, we got to know something about going from the basement to the penthouse. Obviously, we've got to know something about from, from being the tail to being the head. Seed time and harvest. I want you to get some things here tonight. It's important for you to understand there's things that we're wanting to receive from others and from individuals and people in our lives and the blessing of God to be in our lives and we're not willing to bless somebody else, then why should the blessing come to you? Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor 
trying to tell you. I'm not just saying this or speaking to you tonight, but I'm a pastor trying to tell you from my heart that this is the way things work in the word of God. This is the way things work in the kingdom of God. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Pouring out my heart to you because I want to see change. God wants to see change. Well, something's got to change. Well, why don't you be the something that has to change here tonight? Be the something that says, you know what? I got to change from being a little rascal to being a kingdom builder. Something's got to change. Somebody's got to make a change. Somebody's got to do it. I want to be that somebody. Don't you want to be that somebody? I want to be that somebody that can light the fire that all of a sudden begins to burn and it rage. And all of a sudden the, 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 the wheat is, is, is there and the chaff is being burned out and nothing's left but the wheat, the good things of God, the graciousness of God, the mercy of God. I want to be somebody that can be a catalyst to be able to bring change in the world, bring change in people's lives so they can get out of darkness and operate in the kingdom of light. Can I get an amen? Well, pastor, you better watch out. You might offend somebody and and they might not come back to church. It's time to get to church in order tonight. It's time for us to say, we got to change. We got to do things a little bit differently. We're going to have to begin to love those that are unlovely. We're going to have to help those that need help. We're going to have to give courage to those that are down. We're going to have to give belief to those that have no belief. We're going to have to show it in our own lives. And maybe it needs to start with changing right now with you tonight. We're saying amen to a preacher is like sick him to a dog. Are you ready for change? We can say, yeah, let's change. Let's, let's change. Yeah, let's change. We got to do some change. But then when change begins to happen, you're like, ooh, I don't like that. Amen. If we don't change, things won't prosper in us. If we don't make some adjustments... The kingdom of heaven is like seed time and harvest. Let me, let, me, let me put up a scripture for you. Galatians chapter 6. If you got that turn there, it's like seed time and harvest. Galatians chapter 6. I want to look at verses 7 through 10. What scripture did I tell you? 6 verses 7 through 10. Let's take a look at this because the kingdom of heaven is seed time and harvest. I'm thinking about in Matthew where he said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It starts with this mustard seed. And you have to take that mustard seed and it has to be planted. Hello? That mustard seed's not going to grow if it's not planted. But the principle is that mustard seed starts out as a seed, but it changes into something greater than just a little seed. Maybe God is putting a seed of hope in you. And that hope might move to belief. And that belief might turn into faith. And that faith will manifest something in your life. So this is what it says, Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Go ahead. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. 
So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. He says, whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For the one who sows to his flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit, where are you sowing tonight? Where are we sowing tomorrow? Where are we sowing on the next few days of the week? Where are we going to sow on Saturday? Are we sowing to the flesh or are we sowing to the spirit? Because if we sow to the flesh, then we're going to get what the flesh desires. We're going to get the corruption of the flesh. But if we sow what the spirit is, we're going to reap eternal life. And he says, let us not lose heart in doing good for in due time. Say due time. Or in due season, I'm here to tell you tonight that there is a due season in the things of God. And we are beginning to step and walk in to the due season of God. We've prayed for people to fill the seats and then God fills the seats. And then we're like, "Uh uh-oh, how did that happen? Because we are in a due season time of God. Are you ready to reap something? Maybe it's because you've been sowing for years. Maybe it's because you've been believing for years. Maybe it's because you've been walking in faith for years. And now it's time for the harvest to come in. Somebody needs to shout, bring me the harvest. You got to bring the harvest. We're not talking about just money. We're talking about everything within your life to bring that harvest in. Maybe it's time for that. But you know what happens just before the harvest begins to come, you get weary. You get weary, and it's time to harvest, but no, you're tired. You worked all day long, but the time of the harvest is now. But you're tired, and you would rather kick back in the easy, lazy boy. Hello? Or maybe you'll get so busy doing other things that when God is saying, now is the time to bring the harvest in, go and get the harvest, we're too busy to go get the harvest. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's an equal opportunity offender. Maybe we get too busy, but it says right here, in due time, we will reap if we do not what? Grow weary. We're going to weep if we do not grow weary. So there's all kinds of seed. There's word seed. There's money seed. There's time seed. There's music seed. There's joy seed. There's love seed. There's friendship seed. Come on, somebody. There's all kinds of seeds. We, we had on our marquee not too long ago that this is more than just a history book, it's a bag of seeds. Hello? It's a bag of seeds. Are we going to sow the word? The Bible tells us to take the word and hide it within our heart so we will not what? Sin against him. Why? Because when it gets in our heart, it's going to produce a harvest. All kinds of seed that you can sow in your life will produce life in your life. Seeds of life will produce Life. Are we sowing seeds of life tonight? Are you ready for your harvest? I mean, there's some stuff out there that you will not get until you apply violent faith and you go get it. Oh, come on, somebody. There's some stuff out there that the enemy has got that he has taken from you. And every time you say, would you get it back? 
he's going to try to convince you that it doesn't belong to you and it's not yours and you got to say, no, no. It's going to take violent faith to go get it and say, wait a minute, that does not belong to you. It belongs to me. Come on, somebody. Violent faith. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. I'm going I'm to read the amplified version. I can be amplified if I read the amplified version. Matthew chapter 11. I want to look at verse 12. But if you're going to apply violent faith on it, then you're going to have to understand you are going to have to put pressure on it. You are going to have to put some pressure on him. You're going to have to put pressure in situations. You know what? Some of you may have to put a full court press. Before we get into this scripture, I began to start thinking about a full court press. I like sports and I watch basketball and and play a little bit now and then. But I've seen it where teams were falling behind and they call a timeout and all of a sudden they come back out and the other teams expected just to throw the ball down the court and all of a sudden it's a full court press and everybody's double teaming and they're trapping at half court and the other team is in a, it doesn't know what to do and all of a sudden they fumble it and they give the ball up. The team scores, goes down, scores and all of a sudden they inbound the ball again and there's the team it's a full court press i'm telling you we got to get to the point where we're putting a full court press we're man to man we're bellying up we're eyeball to eyeball we are not going to allow him to move i'm going to be in his way every time he steps every time he moves we're going to double team him as believers and say you don't belong here you get out of here in the name of jesus we're not going to allow his principles to come forth the word of god is going to come forth and we're going to put a full court press upon him that's pressure you want to have some pressure? I think it's time. All of us been under pressure. I'm under pressure. I've been under some pressure. It's time for me to say, you know what? I'm going to apply some pressure. And I'm going to put a full court press on the enemy tonight. And we're going to apply pressure on the kingdom of dark. And the kingdom of dark has to give up those for the kingdom of light. If you apply some pressure on him tonight. Somebody needs to apply some pressure in the situation that you're in right now. Oh, I'm hard-pressed on every side. Paul said, I'm struck down, but not abandoned. I'm persecuted, but not uh, persecuted, but not abandoned. I'm struck down, but not destroyed. He's hard-pressed on every side, but he's not broken. It's time for us to begin to start putting some pressure on the enemy. It's time for us to begin to start putting pressure and say, that does not belong to you. It belongs to me because I'm a kingdom of God man. I'm a kingdom of God woman. And that you're not having my kids. You're not having my family. You're not having their destiny and you begin to apply the pressure on him and say, give him back. You give my son back. You give my daughter back in the name of Jesus. And you begin to apply pressure in the spiritual realm. And you pray and you pray and you fast and you sow seeds of, of, of prayer. And guess what comes back? A memorial comes up to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's apply some pressure. You, we're going to have to get some violent faith on it. Matthew chapter 12. Let's look at, can we have the amplified version there? Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. Read this with us. And from the days of John the Baptist until the present time, the kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as the precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense ex- exertion. I love this. Look at this. This says, as a precious prize, a share in the heavenly kingdom is sought with the most ardent zeal and intense exertion. See, violent men say, I'm going to have to take it back. Violent faith says, I'm taking that back. 
Well, if, the en- if you don't know who you are in Christ, then, th- then you're going to listen to the enemy's lies. But here's what I know. There's a couple things. The enemy might tell you, you know, he's got some stuff, and you might say, that belongs to me. And he'll say, no, 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 it doesn't belong to you. I got it. You forfeited it, and I got it, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, okay. I'll give you a human example. Somebody calls your kid dumb, you'll go after him. Who are you talking about? You call my kid dumb? You, you call my, my kid, you called him dumb? Are you with me? Would you not? Would you not begin to put pressure on the situation? Because that's not what your kid is. Hello? So you begin to, the enemy says, no, I got some stuff and it belongs to you, but you can't have it. You got to say, no, no, it's mine. No, you you didn't hear me. I said, it's mine. Are you with me? And you begin to start applying pressure and say, I want it back. I want the godly heritage back in my family. I want the, the, the Lord to be Lord of Lords and King of Kings in my family. Sickness, disease has got to go. Apply the pressure in the healing area. Apply the pressure in the financial area. Apply the pressure. Well, people are just, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, they don't feel too good. They're man. Depressant, they're uh, what's the other word for manic depressant? Bipolar, you know, they, they change the names on you when you finally get one of them figured out, they change it to another one, it means the same thing, and you're like, What well, y'all got? I got a bunch of stuff, you know, it's just the way it is. My mama was bipolar, my daddy was bipolar, my uncle Bob, my uncle Bob was bipolar, he even had a polar bear that was bipolar. It was like, you know, everything was polar, bipolar. No, 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 that's not what the God's DNA inside you is not to be bipolar, and you got to say, No, I am not bipolar bipolar and you got to fight off depression and you got to fight those things off you know how you fight off depression that's right that's absolutely right sister you go help somebody go help somebody psychologists are now hello it's a word of god principle they're now saying why don't you do this sister why don't you close the door of your house and you get on the outside of it and go help your neighbor and you watch depression go you know what it is it's seed time and harvest. It's seed time and harvest. It's seed time and harvest. So it says it's intense exertion. See, you look at what provoked violence in you. What makes you bang the table? What makes you bang the table? What is it that makes you bang the table? I'm asking, what is it? I mean, I look at the devil and he's doing some stuff and it makes me bang the table. And I say, no, you can't have them. Maybe we just don't have nothing that makes us bang the table. Maybe we just have gotten so complacent and lazy. Hello? Maybe we've just gotten fat. I'm not talking about y'all's weight. Maybe we've gotten fat. We're sitting on the word of God. Maybe we need to start banging the table and say, no, no, we got a harvest. 38 people come to Christ. Over 65 people visited this church two weeks ago. Many of you are back here tonight, but we need more to get them in the boat because they don't belong in the kingdom of dark. They belong in the kingdom of light. That's what makes me bang the table. I'm not putting on a show tonight. I'm sharing my heart with you. It makes me bang the table. It makes me bang the table when people are are, are addicted. It makes me bang the table when I see in their life that what they can be and they're not feeling what God wants them to be in their life because of an addiction. It makes me bang the table. 
I don't know if you guys want to know what's going on in my heart. Satan has it in his possession. Something belongs to you. And we're wimpy Christians. We're wimpy Christians to say, oh, well, I guess, I guess he can just have it. He'll pay me back double for his trouble, not unless you apply pressure on his tail. And then he finally gives it up, and then you go, uh-uh, interest, buddy. What makes you bang the table? Do bad things have to happen in your life and for you to bang the table? Are we going to get to the point where we've had enough? Are we going to get to the point where we said, this is it? Well, just society going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. It's not what my Bible says. My Bible says the kingdom of God is going to advance, and there shall be no end to the increase of his government. Maybe our government needs to be shaken. Maybe those crooks up there need to get out of there. Come on, somebody. Maybe God is bringing judgment upon America and saying, hey, you better shake them things loose because you kicked me out of school. You kicked me out of every area. Now you're trying to have separation of church and state. It wasn't separated of church and state. It was founded on the God's word, and that's the word in which we stand on, and there is no separation of church and state. It should be all be church. I guess I can let you all go home now. Enemy tells you you're supposed to be in debt. You're supposed to be in bondage. No, 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 no. That's not my heritage. The enemy will tell you that you're supposed to be living from paycheck to paycheck. No, 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 no. That's that's not my heritage. The enemy tells you you're supposed to be broke, busted, and disgusted. You say, no, 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 no. That's not my heritage. You've got to realize what's a lie. You've got to realize what the truth is. It's the truth that'll set you free. And we got to get violent with it. We got to get violent with it. When you go to war, you're going to have to go to war. You don't have to go in with your little toy pistol and bring some bazookas. Bring some um, Patriot missiles. Come on, somebody. I don't know about all the military weapons, but our government's got some military weapons that are some serious heat. Why don't you start bringing some serious heat on the dark kingdom? Come on, somebody. Here's the thing. You go one time, and he wouldn't give it back, and you don't go again. I'm here to tell you, keep the pressure on him. I'm here to tell you, press on where you're at. Things might be difficult. Oh, I had a terrible day today. It's been a tough week. This week will keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. You keep the pressure on him. You go one time and he doesn't give it to you. You go back again and 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 say, wait a minute. I am a child of the most high God. You can't have this. That doesn't belong to you. No, no, I got it now. No, no, I'm back again. How I many you know? I want, I want the women. I like to, can the women stand up? Would the women stand up? You know why? When the Israelites were leaving Egypt, God sent the women to the Egyptian houses and said, give me my stuff. Why didn't he send the men? Honestly? Because the man probably would have said, it ain't your stuff. It's okay. Cool, man. But the woman said, no, no. Them kids, them clothes you got on that kid right there, they belong on my kid. Hello? 
He sent the women to the door. He didn't send the man to the door. It was the woman because the woman was not going to say no. She said, that doesn't belong to you. It belongs in my family. That doesn't belong to you. It belongs on my kids. Oh, by the way, them earrings, they're nice. Give them to me. What about that jewelry? That's mine too. I got a sister over here that's going to get that. So he, she sent the women to go to the Egyptians and get the stuff that they brought out of Egypt because the woman would not say no. Give the Lord some praise for these women in here. I'm telling you. And I need, I need, you guys can be seated. We need men. We need the women. If you're not going to go, send your wife. <laughs> we need the woman to say, no, 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 you don't understand. That's, that doesn't belong to him. It belongs to me. See, the man will go once, and it was like, no, no, it doesn't belong to you. Well, okay, cool, man. I'll go get somewhere else. I'll find it somewhere else. We'll work harder. Instead of coming back and saying, no, no, you're right, it does belong to me. What's going to happen when the husband and the wife, when the man and the woman begin to step up and say, I'm telling you, he's going to give you back. He's going to say, here you go, you can have it back. And you say, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh I want double. You go get some stuff you stole off some other heathen dude, and you give it back to me. Come on, somebody. Because you got to have the press on. Put the press on. Okay, let me get back to some scripture. I think about ardent zeal and intense exertion. And I think about a bodybuilder. You know, a bodybuilder, they have a discipline. They have a routine. And it's ardent zeal. And in terms, you know, they begin to work harder. They work harder. They make the muscle grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And sometimes so abnormally big, you know. You know, look at it it's like, whoa, what's up with you? But, you know, but, but, you know, they work hard at it. It's not something that's easy. So if you're going to keep the pressure on, you're going to have to continue to work hard at it. Don't quit in the middle of it. If it's 5 o'clock in the morning, don't stop. If it's 7 o'clock at night, don't stop. Come on, somebody, because there are strategic times that God is going to give you that you're going to be able to continue to put the full court press on. You've got to know in this season when to come out of a timeout and say, full court press. Go get the ball back. I've seen teams turn total games around by running a full court press for a minute or two. They're down by seven, and all of a sudden they're up by two because they came in and they pressed him. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to take violent faith. Did you know that violent faith is an assault on the enemy? It's an assault, and you just don't go with a water pistol. Could I get my stuff back, please? So you say, I'm out of debt. And you go to him one time, you say, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, i got plenty more to put in store. And it doesn't work because he says, you better look at your situation. But you go to him seven, ten, twelve times a day and say, I'm out of debt. You make good decisions. You make choices that are different. You don't allow uh, self-consumption to get involved with you. You say, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, I'm out of debt, my needs are met, my, I'm out of debt, my needs are met. And guess what I'm going to do with this money now? I'm going to fund the kingdom of God and my finances are going to flow and people are going to get saved. Nah, 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 nah. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. I'm telling you, we got to apply that violent faith. So Philippians chapter three, let's, let me get you there because this is the whole thing's been kind of based off Philippians chapter three. I want to look at verses 12 through 14. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by, Jesus, by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do 
forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I press on. I mean, Paul was an example of this. He says, I may not have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on. I press on. And I lay hold of that which was laid hold for Christ Jesus. You got to press on. You're real close. Just keep pressing on. You got to begin to continue to put pressure. Do you realize that the word, that the word pressure, the, the root word of pressure is press? That's the root word of pressure. And you got to press into it. You, 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 you believe in God for healing, press into it. You believe in God for debt deliverance, press into it. Come on, somebody. You believe in God for joy, press into it. You believe in God for freedom, press into it. You believe in God for strength, press into it. You believe in God for wisdom, press into it. You believe in God for revelation, press into it. You gotta know what to do in this time and this season, press into it. You believe in God for your neighbors, press into it. You gotta begin to press into it. You're gonna have to press into it. You're gonna have to put pressure on it. You're gonna have to press into it. Paul said, press it to it. I press on that I may lay hold of that which I lay hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching. That's, some, you're going to press, you might have to reach it. Someone talking about it's like, well, if, I, if it just don't land in my lap, I just am not going to get it. I guess God don't want me to have it. Are you kidding me? You got an enemy. And he's going to be reaching into your lap and trying to take stuff away from you. And you got, he says, he said, reaching forward for what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal. What's the goal in your life? Do you even have a goal? We're going to talk about that this year. We're going to get into vision. We're going to get into to goals. We're going to get into saying, hey, wait a minute. My life is going to be different in five years from now. We're going to watch things change in your family five years from now. And it's going to take what it takes now as we press on now to break that thing and put the pressure on that thing. He says, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Christ Jesus. I press on. Say, I press on. Say it again. I press on. I press on. What's, what are you in the middle of? I press on. It doesn't matter. What's going on with your life? Oh, people come to us all the time. You know, I got this. I got this going on. Well, you know what? Don't stop. Press on. Press on. Press on. You don't even have to come to us. Pastor, what's going on? Hey, you know what? I got, I'm, I'm in a battle, but I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. I got pressure on that sucker. There's pressure points in your body could bring you right down to your knees. Hello? I could take a man six foot eight and bring him down to his knees. Come on, somebody. You don't think you can't do that with the devil? You got to have the press on. You got to press on. And I'm telling you, some of us have been back playing a zone and God says, call time out. You put the press on. You now press on throughout this year. Press on through this season that you're in. You press on where you're at with healing. Press on. You might be fighting depression. I'm here to tell you, press on. You might be fighting addiction. I'm here to tell you, press on. You can break out of those things. You can have the things that God wants you to have if you press on. Say, press on. Tell your neighbor, say, press on. Tell the person around you, say, you better press on. I press on. I'm pressing on. What about you? Don't be upset as they're moving forward and you're thinking and going, well, what were they doing, man? They was back here with me three years and now look at them. They're just pressing on. They're just pressing through some things. Listen, if you won't press into nothing, then you won't ever own it. There's, there's things you got to fight for. You'll, ladies, you'll fight for your kids. 
You'll fight for your kids. You'll press through laundry. You'll press through ironing. You'll get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. You'll cook breakfast and make brownies and everything else. And you'll have lunches ready to go. And you will press on. You will press on for your kids. They'll be up at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it doesn't matter. You'll still press on for those kids. You'll be there. You know you got to work a whole full day, 8, 10, 12 hours. You know, but you'll still press on. It's going to take something. It's going to take some pressing on. If you don't see that you have the right to possess it, then maybe you need to look at the word of God and find out that you got the right to possess it. And now you got the right to possess it, then you go possess it. I don't know about you, but I've had the enemy steal from me. And I have the right to possess those things. I have the right to possess peace. I have the right to possess joy. I have the right to possess grace and mercy. I have the right to possess that. And when it's yours, you're going to press on. When it's yours, you're going to see that I'm going to move and I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to keep changing and I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to do the things that I got to do to press on. You're going to keep the pressure on it and you keep the pressure on it. The enemy's going to realize his kingdom is under seas. And he's going to say, I'm being sieged. Get out of here. We got to move. Let him have it. Give him that other stuff there too. Lift your hands tonight. What are we doing? We're letting the Holy Spirit take part in this. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that what our, our ears have heard tonight, that you're making a vital part of our everyday life, a vital part of our thinking. Holy Spirit, according to your word, we press on. For it's not going to be obtained by the might of men. Your word says that it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by your spirit. Fill us with your anointing and power. Let us have a season of sowing seeds. God, let us have a lifestyle of sowing seeds. Give us the power to assist us in what we've heard tonight. Equip us tonight, Holy Spirit. We've heard the word. Now we begin, you begin to assist us in keeping the pressure on by your spirit in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise.